It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. Today's special guest, Tom Palladino, is a scalar energy researcher based in Florida, my turf. Scalar energy is the fundamental life force found everywhere in the world, space and universe. It originates from the sun and stars. Chi, prana, om, mana, life force, pyramid energy or zero point energy are synonymous terms for scalar energy. Nikola Tesla, one of the greatest geniuses of all times and one of the world's most gifted inventors, was the father of scalar energy, the animating life force of all spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical activity in the universe. It disassembles and eradicates the molecular bonds to the DNA RNA of over 400,000 species of harmful pathogens heavy metals, and environmental chemicals. This frees the immune system to restore homeostasis. It assembles and maintains the molecular bonds of all essential earth elements, transmuting them into essential nutrients, minerals, and fatty acids, fortifying the entire body-mind-soul system. This light energy saturates all chakra energy centers with sacred holographic frequencies harmonizing imbalances in the auric fields and the conscious, unconscious, and subconscious minds. Tom Palladino is a researcher and humanitarian seeking to make a difference in the world by providing people with the education and tools to restore optimal health and by helping enhance their quality of life. Tom began research with scalar energy during his undergraduate years after developing a deep admiration for the father of scalar energy research or knowledge, Nikola Tesla. He was also able to study the work of a man, Hieronymus, who, Hieronymus, who continued research on scalar energy. Hieronymus' major, major contributions included unbinding the RNA-DNA bonds of microbes, plaguing the agricultural industry, rendering them harmless. Well, wow, that sounds like a whole lot of information, but I'm sure Tom is going to simplify it for us. So let's bring him on. Good morning, Tom, and welcome. Good morning, and thank you for the invite, Randy. Hi, everybody. (laughs) You are so very welcome. Okay, so I just said a whole mouthful of information. Um, Why don't you tell us, in your words, what scalar energy is? It's the life force energy. This is the energy that pervades the universe that we quite quite haven't figured out yet. It, it's not electricity. It's not magnetism. Scalar energy is from the sun and the stars. And with that in mind, this energy is really the, the animating force of everything in the universe. And why is that so important? Because it carries the instructions of the universe. 
So I'm not tapping into a stream of electrons. To the contrary, Randy, what I've tapped into are the instructions of the universe. And this is so important. And, and once the world realizes how versatile this energy is and what, what can be accomplished with it, we're going to abandon the electrical grid in favor of scalar energy. And how did you get interested in this? My interest, as you mentioned, started with Nikola Tesla. When I was reading about this great inventor, Nikola Tesla, and I, I had a firm understanding that he was not working with electricity, well, his inventions have, have never been matched. Um, his work is unparalleled. And one of the reasons why is because many people try and duplicate his work with electricity or magnetism. You can't do that. So it was Tesla who really spearheaded my interest, um, again, the, the brilliance of Nikola Tesla. And with that, I devoted a career to developing scalar energy instruments, instruments that can control this dimension, this scalar energy dimension. And with that said, I'm having great success working with this non-physical energy in, in so many different applications, and we'll get into that. Okay. And what is your background that – um, caused you to be interested in this type of subject? Well, when I was in college, I, I, I um, studied many disciplines, but I knew that I wanted to concentrate on this, this field of scalar energy. So after a classical education, I embarked upon a career of independent study. And you have to make this independent study because this is not taught at the university level. This, this is a new and emerging science, Randy. So with this new and emerging science, we really have to uh, um, go at it on our own, if you will. It's all groundbreaking research. So after, after a number of years at the university level, I decided upon this path of, of inquiry, um, and I'm happy that I've done it. It's, it's been a long road, but it's, it's been quite rewarding. How can we relate this type of energy to ourselves our life, and our life experiences? Can we? Yes, that's an excellent question, Randy. Um, in every way, our mind is broadcasting scalar waves all the time. Our heart is broadcasting scalar emotions all the time. So the human mind and the human heart are two vessels of scalar energy. They're two prime examples of how we control scalar energy, which is the life force energy. And with that in mind, this, this life force energy, we, we have possession of it, our mind, our human heart. And this is why many people realize that ability to create, to think, is much more than just a biochemical process. It, it is superseded by this instruction by scalar energy intelligence. So it's, it's scalar energy intelligence that allows us to think, scalar energy intelligence that allows us to feel. And that's really what many people are starting to realize. The universe has a consciousness. The universe has an intelligence, and that consciousness is scalar energy. Hmm. Okay. Um, so pyramid energy. So how, how is this related to the energy of a pyramid? It's identical. Many people say that they feel pyramid energy. Many people say that they can um, 
feel the, the essence of a pyramid. They can feel some type of special energy. And they're right. Um, many pyramids give off or broadcast this, this scalar energy. So pyramid energy is scalar energy. And this is why you see so many unique phenomenon associated with pyramids. It's not an electrical phenomenon. It's a scalar energy phenomenon. So it's really pertinent to realize that there's two energies, uh, scalar energy and electromagnetic energy. And again, what I'm um, venturing into is a new branch of science. It's never been really uh, thoroughly studied or, 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 if you will, explored. Scalar energy is a new dimension that we're about to discover. It's quite, quite promising. So we hear about um, quantum science being like the new direction that, um, that we're going in, so that the science, science as we know it is going to change. Is this different or related to quantum science? It is quantum science. Exactly, Randy. Exactly. Okay. That's astute. It's the same. It, we hear quantum science. We hear quantum entanglement, or we hear the, the mind-body connection. Um, this is it. This is that, that essence. So if you can imagine, we live in a world, an electromagnetic world, and we recognize electricity and magnetism. Sure, that's valid. But there's another energy that is far superior to electricity and magnetism. And this is what some people call the fifth dimension. That's what we're going into, this new era in which we're going to finally uh, harmonize with this energy. We, we have the ability to control scalar energy. So imagine, take this back 200 years when we only theorized about electricity, and it took us years to understand electricity and to harness it. And look what electricity has done for us. Well, that's the trajectory we are on with scalar energy. We're at its infancy. But once we can understand this energy, harness it, and, and build instruments to control it, it will be like the next electrical age. It, it, it will bring us the, the next quantum leap in technology. So, so, how can, so if we were to envision what this is going to look like in our everyday life, yes. how would that be? Can you give us a picture yeah. of what that would look like? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, it's free energy. Nikola Tesla was working with uh, scalar energy towers, and these were wireless towers. These were towers that could broadcast scalar energy anywhere in the world. So if you can imagine, you won't need telephone poles. You won't need electrical wiring in your home. You won't need um, a Florida power and light. Instead, you can simply tap into the star energy, and that's the power plant, the stars of the power plant. Now, Tesla was demonstrating that. He built a tower, and he was transmitting this wireless energy. And where was he getting the power? From the stars. So the new power plant is not your local power company. The new power plant are the stars. So this is what I call free energy or inexpensive energy. Now, can you imagine that? We're no longer going to have to have depend on nuclear energy or drill for oil. We simply have to tap into star energy. That's the superabundance of energy in our universe. So how do we tap into star energy? Because you, you said that you've been working on designing instruments and, you know, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yes, I've developed instruments that control this. So, if you will, I have, uh, if you will, the, the initial models, these, these, uh, what I would consider scalar energy instruments that can indeed control, can capture and control, harness scalar energy. So it's a scientific approach now. But I don't want to dissuade people from using their own vessels of scalar energy. Once again, to reiterate, is your mind and your heart. Everybody has control of this life force energy. The way you think, the way you feel, that's so important. So on my end, it's a scientific approach, but everybody has a, a mind and a, and a heart, a mind and emotions. And frankly, the human mind and the human heart far exceed any type of scientific accomplishment on my part. Hmm. That's pretty wild. So are we talking about uh, the um, intuition? Are we talking about the sixth sense? Um, yes. These are exactly. the kind of things that we would be able to relate it to. Yes, precisely, precisely. What Some people say they have a hunch. Some people say they have a sixth sense. Um, you've heard the expression women's intuition. Some people say I've got a feel for this. Or some people say today I'm in the groove, everything's going my way. Well, that's a, that's a scalar energy paradigm. And once you're in that groove, once everything is going your way, then, then you're the better for it. So... Once we work hand-in-hand with this consciousness, once we work hand-in-hand with scalar energy, everything's simple because we're working hand-in-hand with the universe. And I I think a lot of people, when, when they get out of that groove, so to speak, then they have phobias or they have addictions. Then they have a depression. If you're within this scalar energy paradigm, I frankly think disease and depression and addiction are impossible. Because you can overcome that. The, the intelligence allows you to overcome addiction or phobias. And that's one of the things I really want to work on with people. I want to introduce to them a new way of living that if we had the ability to immerse ourselves in scalar energy, it would correct our chakras. It would correct our brain waves. It would correct our behavior. So are you currently doing that? Are you currently working with people to help them connect with scalar energy? Yes, yes. I have a website devoted to that, and it's it's still at its nascent stage, but um, we're, we're making some progress. The, the real impediment here, Randy, is the fact that people have never heard of scalar energy, or they've if they've heard yeah. of it, it's so nebulous, it's such an esoteric principle that they just don't quite understand it. Right, right, and that's why I wanted to bring you with us today because I, um, whenever I get, you know, get information about something like this, I just want to run with it. I I just want to spread it. And it's really interesting because now that I hear this, you know, my ears will be sort of perked up to other things that refer to it. Are there many people talking about this? There are. And it's, it's really coming into vogue now. Um, the, The fact that so many people are referring to it as zero point energy or pyramid energy is, is, as we have discussed, um, the fact that so many people believe that there is a life force energy, all of that, all of that is is um, opening up the consciousness, the awareness of people. And, and that's the trajectory that it must take. People must first understand that this exists. Okay, Let, Let's take, take this, say, 50, 60 years ago, before the computer really made its headway. 
you know, the, the computer was a cumbersome device at one time. And it was expensive, and it, it really lacked the power that it lacks today. Well, to the contrary, everybody needs a computer today. So this is how far we've come with this technology. And in some cases, I think we're going to see a, a similar trajectory with scalar energy. Right now, it's, it's nebulous. It's still an esoteric principle. But in 50, 60 years from now, I, I think everybody in the world will not only know about scalar energy, but there will be scalar energy in every home. So you mentioned this as being um, part of the fifth dimension, which we are moving into. How do you see the fifth dimension? How do you see it changing? I see the, the, not that the fifth dimension will change, but we will simply embrace it. The fifth dimension has always been there, and it's waiting for us. It's waiting for us to acknowledge. You know, if, the, if I can go back to 200 years ago, electricity was just waiting for us to acknowledge electricity and then tap into it. Well, imagine now, fast forward 200 years, and we're waiting for people to embrace scalar energy. And how will this change society? Well, it will probably have a more profound impact than that of electricity. You know, imagine the year, imagine 200 years ago, Randy, in which we did not have electricity. And, and look how uh, cumbersome um, society was. Look, look how belabored our activity was. And, and look at the fact that we did not enjoy the comforts that we enjoy now with electricity. So I could say that in the future, 200 years from now, we will look back at, at this era in which we depend upon electricity and we'll say, well, that was archaic and that was really a burdensome lifestyle. So I am going to say that scalar energy will be um, very, very popular within the next 10, 20 years and eventually it will, it will be embraced. And my, my projection is it will supersede in importance the electrical age, it will supersede in importance the computer age. This is so fascinating. Some say that COVID is the precipice of this change, that we are moving out of the old and into the new. Do you see it that way? In many ways, yes, and I'll tell you why. And my heart goes out to those who have passed away and obviously their family members. But let's, let's just be blunt about this. Nobody saw this coming. At least I didn't see this coming. And it has changed society. And people are starting to look for different ways. They're looking for solutions. And, it, and whether we like it or not, the COVID pandemic has changed society, and hence we have to change our thinking, and we have to adapt. And I know it's tough, and I, and I know it's been a very difficult year, but maybe there's a, another way of looking at this. Maybe there's a better way of living. Um, we have to look for solutions Randy, we can't keep complaining. We have to look for different ways to solving our problems. And I think, if anything, from the pandemic, it's going to force many people to reevaluate, to reconsider. And, and I completely agree with you. At the same time, it seems that the problems of the world have become magnified. So do you believe that they're magnified because it is a impetus for us to solve these problems, that they've become so, um, so aware, uh, we've become so aware <clears throat> of so many issues that it's in, so in front of us that we have to solve them? Do you, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? 
I, I think there's credence to that, yes. In, in other words, these, the problem is, is apparent. It's right before our eyes. And I, I don't want to get, really get into a medical discussion. That's not my forte. But right. you know, our, our approach is, is perhaps skewed. It's not working. A lot of people are, are unhappy. And a lot of people are saying, well, we should have had better preparation. Or why, why can't uh, we, we address these viral diseases? Or perhaps there's problems with um, the way it's been managed by, by academia, by government, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, uh, I don't want to get into that discussion. But the, the point is this. The paradigm that we're working with today has many flaws. Let's just use that term. We see the paradigm that we're working with today has many flaws, so we have to overcome that. We need a better paradigm. We need a better way of government, a better way of health, a better way of communication. And I think we're going to look back on on COVID, and it it really pushed us to the edge, and it's going to make us look for new ways. It's, you know, our backs up are against the wall. We need a new system, a new way of looking at, well, not only pathogenic disease, but a new way of looking at how we've responded to this from all angles. Um, you know, there were some organizations that did a stellar job um, with with the pandemic, and God bless them. And then there, there were some organizations that just failed us. So we need to reassess. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that's basically um, yeah what I was asking you. Thank you. Thank you. So, you're, um, are you a scientist? Let me ask you that first before I go further. Would you yeah. call yourself yeah. a scientist? Okay, so you're yeah. a scientist. All right, so when I, if I ask you about alien intelligence, because it seems as if many of the, well, for instance, the pyramid energy, um, many believe that this was all created by alien intelligence. So, do you have a feeling, a thought on how that's related to this? I mean, obviously, if there is alien intelligence, it is universal intelligence, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes, yes. Um, my feelings on, let's, let's use the term UFOs. Uh, I have this glaring problem with UFOs. They're not helping us. They're not helping us. And, and if they really are that advanced civilization, why aren't they intervening and why aren't they helping us? So do I believe that there's a higher order and that there's a higher intelligence? Yes. But um, as far as UFOs, I, I've not seen any help from them, so I'm rather dubious about whether they ever will help us or whether what their true intent is. Hmm. Now, to, to switch topics, the pyramids. Well, I can guarantee you, as far as I'm concerned, um, 3,000, 4,000 years ago, um, say the, the pyramids of Cheops, I, I don't believe that, that we had the, the ability to build the pyramids on our own. And I, I believe that was an angelic statement. I believe the pyramids were, were built by, by the angelic realm. And then the question begs whether, whether it's good angels or bad angels. But I, I look at the sophistication of the pyramid. To, even today, we could not duplicate the, the pyramid. I don't think any construction company, any scientific uh, endeavor could recreate the Pyramid of Cheops. So um, um, many speculations there. But uh, I look at the embedded code in pyramids, and it's, 
it's quite exquisite. And we, we don't understand many of those embedded codes and pyramids because, Randy, scalar energy is embedded in many of the pyramids. And this esoteric knowledge is still, it's, it's still so nebulous. How could we have built pyramids that incorporate scalar energy three, 4,000 years ago when even today we don't understand scalar energy? So that's the rub. That's, that's the contradiction that I see. Hmm. So it, it's interesting that you use the word angelic. So um, are we talking about um, spiritual uh, beings yes. um, versus, yes. okay, Okay, versus um, UFOs or alien beings is, is yes. really where your focus is more. Okay. That's correct. And, okay, and are you looking at that in terms of science, or are you looking at that in terms of your own belief about how the universe works? Uh, both, both, and I'll tell you why. We could learn much from the pyramids. The pyramids, the way I look at it, are scalar energy capacitors. Many of those pyramids give off incredible scalar energy. As a matter of fact, in, in one of my instrumentations, I've redesigned a pyramid that I use. It's a three-faced pyramid, and it's, it's uh, really in alignment with the Holy Trinity. And I have incredible results when I'm using that three-faced pyramid with my work. But obviously I'm doing this for good, and obviously my intention is to help people. But do, to answer your question, do I believe that, that the pyramid has incredible energy? Yes, and I use that. I employ that every day with my instrumentation because I can see the, the innate ability of a pyramid to capture scalar energy and propagate it. So, okay, so the, the angelic realm, the angelic realm is more of a spiritual facet of the um, invisible intelligence that we can't see, or you know that well. Most yeah. of us cannot see it. Okay, so all right. So you're 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 looking more at it in terms of um, the spiritual realm. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay. I, I, I don't think I don't think the Egyptians three or four thousand years ago had the ability to build pyramids. I believe. Right. That, that was from the angelic realm, and I'm rather dubious whether um, that angelic realm was really friendly. So I, 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 consider, <laughs> I consider many of the pyramids to be really a, a, a diabolical representation, not, not because that it's, um, it can be uh, uh, harmless right now, but it's really sent as a message to us that um, we are not the masters of this world, so to speak. Hmm. There, there, there is a higher realm, and uh, depending on your, your background, I'm a Christian, depending on your background, I do believe there's an angelic realm, and there's good and there's evil in that angelic realm. Anyway, to, to answer the question, I do not believe the Egyptians three or 4,000 years ago had the ability to build the Pyramid of Cheops. I believe that is, that is out of the question. They, they did not have that scientific ability. Okay. So some talk about God, some talk about source, some talk about the higher power. Um, and um, there's all different ways to describe that. 
is this one and the same in your opinion, or is this a even higher intelligence of the universe? Uh, I, I believe this is the the very quintessence of the universe, um, Randy. So if if you know, judging from your background, your your ability to understand the the mind and 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 the psychology of of matter, why do people act a certain way? You know, praxeology. Why do they think a certain way? It's because they're influenced by so many uh, uh, stimuli, by so many uh, sources. Now, one of the sources that we can be stimulated by is this star energy. Uh, I'll fast forward here. Many people feel that the stars, the sun, and, and the cycles, so to speak, of the universe has a direct impact on our psyche. Some people even call that astrology. Do, do I believe the sun and the stars have found influence upon us? Yes. And why? Because they emit, they broadcast scalar energy. So I would say that, again, the overarching uh, energy, the, the prime energy in the universe is scalar energy, which therefrom electricity and magnetism is a derivative or a subset, if you will. So when we really look at human emotion, when we really look at human psychology, one of the key factors we have to consider is how the mind is working, interfacing with scalar energy. I believe scalar energy someday will be used to overcome depression, anxiety, uh, schizophrenia. I believe scalar energy someday could be used as a tool to overcome drug addiction, alcohol addiction, because it can reprogram the mind and the chakras. And that's one of my programs. I try and reprogram the seven chakras with this instrument. The instrument is so strong. So what's a chakra? It's a non-physical point of intelligence in the body. And that's what I believe I'm interfacing with with my, with my instrument. It's not an electrical interface. It's a scalar energy interface. But it's all non-physical. That's really crucial to understand. So it's intelligence. This is so hard to wrap. Uh, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it because it is so far advanced. Um, I mean, I'm trying to relate it, as you can see, to so many of the things that I'm aware of and that, you know, others are aware of. So when you talk about an instrument, can you describe this instrument to us? Sure, sure. Um, uh, I take a capacitor, and with that capacitor, I can uh, capture scalar energy and, and, if you will, harness it. That capacitor then allows me to to broadcast that final product, that scalar wave, if you will, to Tesla coils. And once the energy enters into the Tesla coils, the Tesla coils magnify and broadcast this energy anywhere in the universe. So with this instrument, this capacitor that, if you will, interfaces with the Tesla coils, I'm able to broadcast scalar energy anywhere in the world or the universe for that matter. Now, what do I mean by that? A scalar energy force field interfaces with the universe. There is no point A, point B. So once you're in a scalar energy dimension, it's holographic, doctor. You, you're, con, you're, you're in communication, you're in constant contact with the universe in a scalar energy force field. So if electricity moves from one point to another, and it does, in a scalar energy paradigm, everything pre-exists. Everything is pre-existing, a pre-connection. And this is what's so fascinating with what I'm doing. 
I have tapped into the life force energy that exists everywhere. It's the life force energy that allows me to tap into any, any intelligence or any objects in the universe, meaning what? I could work with anybody in the world, and I do so by way of their photograph. Interesting. Explain that. Okay. So a photograph is embodied with scalar energy. A photograph has your scalar energy signal or, or uh, imprint, if you will. When I place your photograph in my instrument, my instrument will pick up your essence, will pick up your, your if you will, scalar energy fingerprint, and I can send energy to a person by way of their photograph. Now, I'm only working the quantum realm, so I don't work with your physical constitution. I work with your non-physical constitution. So a photograph represents your non-physical scalar quantum being, and I only work it with quantum energy. So I am working with people around the world with their quantum field. And how do I access their quantum field? By their quantum photographs. Imagine that. I can work with anybody in the world by way of their quantum photograph. And so when you're working with someone, um, are you working with them on physical, emotional, psychological issues? What exactly are you working on? Yes, yes. I'm working with them in the quantum realm which is, again, it's a non-physical realm, but it, it does have a counterpart in the quantum realm to their soul, mind, and body. So in other words, in this realm of electromagnetic energy, we have the soul, mind, and body. In a quantum realm, we likewise have a soul, mind, and body, but the two paradigms are distinct. So I don't work with people in the electromagnetic dimension. I only work in the quantum dimension, but the quantum dimension Randy has the component of soul, mind, and body. And that's the key here. I don't work in this world. I don't work in this reality. I don't work in the electromagnetic spectrum. I work in a, a quantum spectrum that is the mirror-like image of the electromagnetic spectrum. Now, what does that mean? Whatever we experience in the electromagnetic realm, we can experience in the quantum realm, which is non-physical. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to keep up with this. This is, um, yeah, this is mind-blowing stuff. But it's so exciting. I mean, at least to me, it's really exciting to know where we're, where we're headed. And I'm just hoping that I live long enough to be able to experience this, the progression of this. Because um, <laughs> I'm already in, in my sixth decade. So um, I'm hoping that I will be able to, but I know that my children and grandchildren, hopefully grandchildren, will be able to, um, to, to live according to these, uh, this, this new way. Wow, uh, so cool. Is NASA using scalar energy in their creation of, of travel, space travel? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll give you a... a, a a story that I think you'll find very interesting. My predecessor is a man by the name of Hieronymus. During the Apollo 11 um, mission, Hieronymus took photographs of the three astronauts, and he was monitoring the astronauts by way of their photograph during their lunar orbit. 
and um, he was able to, to detect their uh, biorhythms by way of their photographs during the Apollo 11 lunar mission. And he submitted that report to NASA. But it was so far advanced, I don't think they quite understood it back then. So, you know, you asked about NASA. So this has already been broached. We, we have broached this subject to NASA. But to tell NASA that there is a body double, a mind double in the quantum realm, a lot of people just don't get that. Even NASA does, does not get that. <laughs> right. I've, yeah, I would imagine that. Um, well, you know, I mean, they have to be advanced and, um, you know, they have to be looking at some new things because they're, they're progressing in their ability to uh, travel through space. But so you're saying that they really have not embraced this aspect no. yet, as no. far as you know, uh, as far as you know, the, right. As far as I know, and I'll tell you why, Randy, there, there have been scientists who've created scalar energy anti-gravity platforms, and they were able to, to overcome gravity and move about quite freely. But you don't see that at, at Cape Canaveral. They're still using rockets. That's archaic. Rockets are archaic. The future will be in the scalar travel in which you will simply overcome gravity, and then you won't have to worry about fuel capacity. You won't have to worry about G-forces. So the, the future to transportation is anti-gravity. It's not through rocket propulsion. Mm, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you were talking about treating people through their photograph. Uh, is there any physical issue that cannot be treated this way? None. None. Zip. And why do I say that so quickly? Because if scalar energy is the mind of God, if scalar energy is, represents the infinite instructions of the universe, then it is scalar energy that gave rise to the soul, mind, and body, including the physical body. I'll say this without equivocation. Scalar energy is unlimited. And once we tap into that unlimited energy and, and begin to explore its unlimited capability, then we will see we can do anything with this energy. We can do anything. So I believe that we will overcome disease by way of scalar energy because it's an information system. So what is disease? To me, Randy, it's, it's improper, uh, faulty information. And if we can reprogram the body with scalar energy, then we could correct that, that faulty information. And once the body has the correct information, you're cured. You no longer have that energetic block, that energetic pattern. So is there a miraculous story or stories you can share with us? Yes, I can. But remember, whatever I'm going to say is only... Uh, relevant to the scalar energy dimension because I only work in the scalar energy dimension. So right. when, I'm working with yeah, when I'm working with people around the world, many people come to me, say, with a bacterial infection or a, vi a viral infection. And by, by programming this, this instrument and by sending information in, into a photograph, I can remove, obliterate, disassemble a bacterium or a virus. And I do it all by way of instructions. Again, it's non-physical. And I work directly upon a photograph. So people around the world say that they feel better after I work with them. But I only work with their photograph. So I'm sending energy into the quantum realm by way of their photograph. And many of these people report that they no longer, say, have the Epstein-Barr virus, or they no longer have a bacterial infection. 
Now, what about organ damage and, and things like that, things that have progressed? I haven't been able to, to program the, the instrument to that extent. Okay. I don't understand that information. If, as soon as I do, I'll, you'll be one of the first pe- persons that I call, <laughs> Randy. Because we could, do I think we can regenerate organs and tissue? I do. And what am I getting at? With the right intelligence, Randy, you can do anything. And what is, what, what's an organ that, that is atrophying? It's simply the wrong intelligence. If you, if you revisit an organ or tissue with proper intelligence, it will regrow, regenerate. Hmm. So you've been successful with with um, viruses and bacteria and that kind of that kind yes. of thing that had like yes. things that have invaded the body. Correct. Um, exactly. Epstein Barr. Um, so you're looking at that in terms of being a virus. Well, it is. Epstein Barr is a virus. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So you've been successful with that. How many people have you actually worked with around the world? You know, keep in mind I'm working by way of photographs. Well, we work right. with entire we work with mission, Christian missionaries and social activists around the world, and sometimes I receive Randy group photographs. On any given day, I could easily receive a thousand, two thousand photographs, and those photographs sometimes have groups of people. And, and some days I receive fifty thousand photographs of fifty thousand people, photographs wow. of fifty thousand people. So over the past 10 years, I've probably worked with at least 100 or 200 million people around the world by way of their photograph. Wow. Okay. It's, it's so quite, you... I see. It, it transcends time and space. In other words, you know, don't think of this as a clinic or a hospital. It's not a clinic or a hospital or it's, it's not a counseling center because we don't work in the physical realm and we don't have physical impediments. You don't have to get in your car and visit. Um, a health professional or a, or a health coach. To the contrary, your photograph allows us access to the quantum dimension. So I, I'll go by that statement. Uh, I've worked with at least 100 or 200 million people around the world in the past 10 years by way of their photograph. So if you get a photograph of 50 people and you're working with that photograph, where is your focus? So is it just, uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. I always pray before I start working with people, and then I let the instrument, I let the intelligence take over. So I I have a standardized process. I have one process called a chakra balancing and another called a pathogenic cleanse. But when I'm working with photographs, I treat people as a group, Randy. So I don't treat one person at a time. The instrument could easily treat, don't fall off your chair. The instrument could easily treat 20, 30 million people simultaneously. Because, <laughs> That's so because cool. We, yeah, because we could fit 20 or 30 million photographs, so to speak, inside the instrument. So I have a standardized process. The chakra balancing is standardized. I never deviate from that. I have a process called uh, pathogenic cleanse. I never deviate from that. And, and just to, for the sake of brevity, I have the ability to introduce a different uh, intelligence of different species of, of microorganisms, and the, the instrument will, will then send the necessary energy to disassemble those microorganisms. But everything is standardized. Everything is miniaturized. I work with photographs only, and I have a great success. You just must be in awe of this constantly. You just must be so amazed. 
I am. I am. This this is such a quantum leap for mankind. I have such a gift from God, Randy. It's it's so incredible what this energy can do. And I you know, the world just has not quite cogitated as to what what's capable. It's unlimited. And you know, again I thank you for this platform to get the message out. Um everything I've said, this is not hyperbole, people, everything I've said is true and accurate. And you can only accomplish this with scalar energy. The the electromagnetic spectrum, frankly, is passe. Seems so. It does have its limitations. So Hieronymus was um was this uh, a man of ancient times? Because you said, you know, he was the you studied the work of Hieronymus. Yes. When yeah, yeah. Hieronymus, where is mm-hmm, who he is was, he? He was born in eighteen ninety five. He was an American engineer. He's one of the country's radio engineers. He was a pioneer back in the 20s and 30s. And during his prolific career, he started to experiment with scalar energy. And he developed scalar energy instruments. Um, I I would only say that Tesla was was the first man to harness scalar energy, but Hieronymus after him did indeed uh, harness scalar energy. And I actually met the wife of this man, Hieronymus, and she opened up the laboratory to me, and I was able to peruse the laboratory of Galen Hieronymus. He was deceased. But that really gave me an insight as to what this energy can achieve, and therefrom I, I really took off in my career, and I had, that, uh, I had that foundation provided by Hieronymus to follow up on his work. Hmm. It sounds like such an ancient kind of name. Was he Greek or... What was his? Um, where was he from? Yeah, it, I, I do believe he's of um, Greek. Uh, uh, his descendants, and if you look at the name Hieronymus, it's it's a derivative from Hierophant, which means high priest or or high council. So I I consider him Hieronymus as the, if you will, the high priest of scalar energy back in his day. And uh, he was quite a knowledgeable man. Never met him, but I've read his works, obviously. And, uh, and the name is apropos for what he was doing. So we can also call this light healing, right? Yes, yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. And you, you understand this. It, it, it's not of the physical realm. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. they, they, they think that you have to have some type of physical intervention. No, light is intelligence. Light is instructions. And if you consider that light will instruct the physical body eventually, well, that's the key. So we don't want to put the cart before the horse. The horse, in this case, is light, is energy, is intelligence. And therefrom, we have the results. And the effect is our physical body, our our psychosocial uh, constitution, our emotional constitution, our memory, et cetera, et cetera. So how can this help our planet? I mean, if this if this was something that had been, has been harnessed um, and fine tuned, how could it help our planet right now with the physical issues we're having? Yeah, well, the physical issues. I'll I'll speak from my uh, results. Working with people around the world by way of their photograph. Um, I have everybody that I've worked with during the pandemic. Nobody has succumbed to COVID. Nobody has been rushed to the hospital um, with COVID symptoms. So I'm going to go on record by saying that working with a photograph, I can detect on a photograph now 
the, the presence, the energetic presence of COVID-19. And with this intelligence, I can not only detect COVID-19, but with this intelligence, this non-physical energy, working through a photograph, I can break down the, that intelligence. I can break down the molecular bonds of COVID-19. Now, keep in mind, all of this is done in the non-physical realm. So you, it, it begs a new definition of science. It begs a new definition of, of energetic healing. And what about, um, you know, as, as far as um, our planet, you know, some say that we're, um, you know, that there's global warming and climate things and climate changes and pollution and all the kind of things that are affecting the planet itself. Um, where are we going with that? Uh, is our planet going to survive? Do you believe? Our, our planet is going to survive. And, and here's the bright hope. With these instruments, keep in mind, Randy, scalar energy allows us to control molecular forms, atomic forms. Eventually, we're going to develop scalar energy instruments to break down, say, the, uh, the particulates found in the air. Uh, we'll clean up the air. We'll clean up the, the, the carbon monoxide, if you will, by a scalar energy instrument. So these instruments can either create a molecular form or break it down or disassemble it. So I, I have great hopes in the future that we'll use scalar energy around the world to clean our planet, to clean up the toxins. Hmm. So if we each have basically a quantum double, um, then I guess Earth also has a quantum double as well. Yes, precisely. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. So, so let, let me put that into context. You and I, were electromagnetic beings. In this world, we're filled with electricity and magnetism. We, we live in an electromagnetic spectrum, but there's a, a, a double of that, a quantum copy, a quantum identical copy, and that quantum copy is scalar energy, and it's non-physical. So you and I live in the physical realm, an electromagnetic spectrum, but we have a, a, a body image, we have a double, if you will, an identical paradigm a quantum copy and that quantum copy is non-physical bravo so if the world has a physical constitution then the world should have a quantum copy which is a non-physical constitution and that's how i propose to clean up the pollution in the world hmm. so where i'm going with this <laughs> because sometimes i can really go into deep places um <clears throat> they say that when we cross over, when we go into that next realm of existence, when we leave this physical world, that the, um, the place, let's say, quote unquote, place we go to is identical to Earth. So <laughs> I'm thinking, could, is heaven the quantum realm? Yes, bravo. <laughs> okay, I, okay. I believe, I'm so excited. Yes. I believe heaven is that, that spiritual realm, which is non-physical, which is scalar energy. In other words, in this world, we live in a, a, a fallen nature, which is electromagnetic spectrum. Heaven is 100% scalar energy. Heaven is a scalar energy quantum realm. 
And in that quantum realm, it's everything is entirely different. It's it's not planet Earth. It's heaven. And right. in that quantum, yeah, in that quantum realm, we transcend time and space. And it's perfect communication. It's perfect instructions. And that's why when you live in heaven in a perfect scalar energy force field, it's impossible to have disease. It's impossible to age because you're immersed in a scalar energy force field, perfect instructions in which it's impossible to have disease. It's impossible to age. It's impossible to be unhappy. That's where I'm going with this energy. I want to leave this electromagnetic paradigm and I want to step into the new paradigm of perfection. What is scalar energy? It's the embodiment of heaven. Oh, I'm just blown away. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> okay, you know, it's taken me about an hour, but I'm getting it. I'm beginning to get it. And yeah, this is amazing to me because I've heard so many, you know, so many um, people who have had near-death experiences and everything and people who talk about uh, the other side. And it is Earth, but it's just more perfect and more beautiful. They say the colors are, are amazing, everything about it. And you can be wherever you want to be just through your mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah. heaven on earth, heaven on earth, that's where we're going. <gasps> How exciting. Yes, precisely, precisely. And the only way you can get there is in that scalar energy paradigm. And this is why I say electricity and magnetism is passe. It's the old way of doing things. Mm. Very cool. So I've asked you so many questions. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share that maybe I haven't covered yet? Um, let's just say this, that I want to encourage people to pray, to think well of themselves in the world, to be positive, to, to ex extend a, a kind word. All of that is a scalar energy suggestion or a scalar energy good deed. And those good deeds change the world. Those good deeds will change you. They will change society. There's too much complaining in this world. And we have to get away from that negativity. So I would encourage everybody, do your best in life. Don't be so hard on yourself. And when you can make a positive influence, do so. Because when you have a series of positive influences, that changes the world. And to the contrary, when you have a series of negative influences, that's to the demerit of the world. So I just encourage everybody to think highly of yourselves. You know, love God, love, love your neighbor, love yourself, and do the best you can. That's beautiful. You know, people, and I've said this before, people want to know, uh, they want to know how to, how to change the world, and they say, well, what can one person do? Well, the truth of the matter is A lot. what you're saying is when we do good, when we are good, this reverberates, this ripples, and it goes forever out into the universe. So, and, you know, when I see people who are setting up so much resistance to problems in the world, and I think to myself, you know, if, if they would try a softer approach, if they would just put out the positive energy that they want to um, affect the world, it would create so much more change. 
um, than all this resistance because I'm, I'm someone who believes that resistance is absolutely not the way to go. Right. And um, so, yeah, so we need to go with the flow of the universe. We just need to go with it. And things will work out so much better, right? Right, right. Thank you. That's that's a great point. You know, you, you see so much negativity today. You've you got to get away from that. You know, if, if a problem is a problem, define it as a problem, but don't wallow in the problem. Get out mm-hmm. of the problem. You know, so many people, they complain, but they don't take the simple steps to correct the problem. That drives me crazy, Randy. I don't get it. Yeah. I know. I don't either. It's just, it's easier. It's just so, it works so much better to just go try to flow with, you know, the energy. Well, this has been excellent. This has been really fun. Thank you so much. Um, Can you say, uh, what is your website again, where people can find you? Website is scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight.com. Okay. And so people can work with you by sending you photographs? Yep, yep. Go to our homepage. We offer everybody in the world 15 days of free sessions. And we do that because we want to get the message out. And although it's, it's, it's not broadly embraced yet, it will be. So go to the website, scalarlight.com. Anybody in the world can sign up for 15 days of free sessions. That is cool. Thank you so much. Well, I'm I'm really, really honored to have you on the show, and um, you're a trailblazer. This is amazing stuff. Where in Florida are you? I live in Bradenton area. Okay. All right. I'm down in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Well, have a beautiful Florida day. (laughs) And And um, thank, thank you again for the interview. Thank you for your time. You're welcome, and I look forward to more, you know, listen, if you come up with more stuff, contact me, and we'll talk about it, okay? Okay, God bless, Randy. Thank you. Okay, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlifeatrandyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours, and remember to go with the flow. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.